Hi, I'm Chrissy. I'm Joss. And you're listening to Breaking the Curtain, the podcast where we interview our theater idols and chat all about the history behind your favorite musicals. So sit back, relax, and and enjoy enjoy the episode. episode. Hello. Welcome back to Breaking the Curtain. We are so excited to have you with us for another exciting interview of Olympic Proportions. Oh, that was good. (laughs) I can't say I thought of it on the fly. It's been in my head for a while. Very glad I had the chance to to use it. We are here today bringing you an interview with the wonderful Bradley Gibson and Isabel McCalla to chat about Hercules at Paper Mill Playhouse. I am so happy about this. Oh my goodness. My Disney kid heart is just going did you have when you were a kid like any of the hercules toys or like the plates no i didn't have like because i really loved hercules but it wasn't like i was like a hardcore like little mermaid girl okay you know like it wasn't the kind of thing i had lots of toys from but like i loved Mm. the movie yeah i remember having the plates and cups and like all the cutlery (laughs) I forgot. I think they gave those out at like McDonald's or Burger King when I was a kid. Or I something do like remember that. seeing that. That yeah that does yeah. somehow sound familiar to me. Um, I used that like all the time. I was yeah. My favorite Hercules memory is in grade nine. We were learning about the hero's journey, which is you know Ooh. in it's like a thematic arc in stories and blah 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 yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, And we got to watch Hercules in class because it's the perfect example of the hero's journey, the call to action, the blah, blah, blah. Um, I love that. It's more than blah, 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 but I got to watch a Disney movie at school, so that's a win. (laughs) (laughs) So this fantastic production is going to be on stage at Paper Mill Playhouse uh, starting February 16th and running through to March 19th. And of course, it is inspired by the Disney animated film, and it's a new musical adaptation of this. They're keeping kind of the original story, a lot of the original songs. There's going to be some new songs written just for this production by the same songwriting team of Alan Menken and uh, David Zippel, which is so exciting. And, you know, it features a brand new book as well. It's honestly going to be an amazing Amazing show. And I think if I start walking to New Jersey now, maybe I'll make it in time. Possibly. I'm not sure. Maybe not with this weather, though. Not with this weather. <laughs> not with this minus 40. So <laughs> It's not actually minus 40. It feels, it like, feels minus like, 40. like minus 40. But let me tell you, our hearts have been so warmed up after this interview. I'm like a pile of gush just sitting here with a big smile on my face. And I see Jocelyn has one, too. But yeah, I think you're going to really love this one. Yes, it might be freezing outside, but this interview will warm your soul for sure if you are a Disney-loving theater kid like us. So Mm -hmm. we will stop talking now and let Bradley and Isabel take it away. Alrighty, so welcome to Breaking the Curtain. We are so excited to have you both with us here today. Yes, so excited. We always like to have our guests get started by each introducing themselves, telling us a little bit about themselves and who they play in the show. Okay, I'm Bradley Gibson and I play Hercules in Hercules. Yay! (laughs) I'm Isabel McCalla and I play Meg in Hercules. So fun. So exciting. So the 1997 Hercules film is near and dear to so many people, myself included. It's one of my favorite Disney films. I'm so excited that it's becoming 
a stage show. Were the two of you like really familiar with the film growing up at all or before becoming involved with this project? Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I think it was the first Disney film that I was at that prime age to love, right? I had, I remember sitting in the movie theater watching it. I had coloring books and toys and my birthday cake was Hercules. Yeah, my, me as well. I was so obsessed with the film. And I think, <laughs> I don't know if I can say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Meg was definitely like my cartoon sexual awakening. Yes. Um, I just thought she was super, it was so wonderful to have a female anti-heroine in Disney because we mm -hmm. used to, usually, you know, they're the protagonists and they're the good guys, but she has a really fun arc um, show when she goes from, you know, being a total pessimist and thinking everybody is trash to them realizing that the world's actually a pretty great place and something worth fighting for. So besides that, and also the music, Alan Menken and David Zippel's music is out of this world. So like, I just wanted to be a muse growing up too. because They're just unreal. The muses are everything. Mm -hmm. Yes. We were just playing the soundtrack actually to get like... <laughs> Pumped up. Every Alan Menken score is great, but this one is so much fun. And you're both entirely right. Hercules and Meg are kind of like this tipping point in like the classic Disney couple that we had seen up to that point. And you really start to see a shift. So what is it like bringing these beloved characters to life on stage in this adaptation? Oh my gosh. You know, it definitely feels like a huge responsibility because like we said earlier, everyone loves this movie, everyone loves the score. And for people of a certain age, you know, we hold it close to our hearts. And I know that I, you know, if I were to sit in the audience, I would be expecting a certain sound, a certain look. There are certain scenes and jokes that you want. So it's so special to me. And because, you know, Disney does best, what they do best is showing hope and possibility and, you know, being able to, achieve dreams and and change your your circumstances and hercules is a perfect example of that type of of story right the story mm -hmm. of hope the story mm -hmm. of finding your place in the world you know so I, I i i find it to be such a huge responsibility and such a huge joy to do you know um and because i feel so connected to him right i i think we all do that's what disney does mm -hmm. best as well right we can all see ourselves in the story we all can remember a time where we were Hercules, where we were Meg, where we were Phil, you know? We're put in those situations where we just don't know how to carry on. We just don't know how to find our community, our spaces in the world that, that we fit in. So um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a gift. Perfectly said. That was really lovely. I second everything that Bradley said. I think um, growing up with the show, the movie, um, it's it's part of our generation's childhood and we all have our own dreams and aspirations and relatability to all of these characters and they're sacred in that respect and so we like take on these characters with the responsibility and the knowledge of how cherished these characters are to certain people and I mean I as a woman I find it um, hugely important to bring depth and dimension to two-dimensional characters mm -hmm. and luckily Meg was always three-dimensional in mind body and spirit but what we hope to do with our show is just flesh it out a little bit more and I think what our director is so one wonderful at Lear de Bessonet she's amazing at um, focusing our show tonally and for us all of these have one major thing in common 
And that's, they've all been abandoned. And it's who do you become when you've been abandoned? And everybody makes different choices. Hercules makes a different choice. Hades makes a different choice. Med makes a different choice. Phil makes a different choice. But Hercules is the only one that grew up with some modicum of love in his life. And it's that love that infects us all. And so we're taking the same love that was in the movie and infusing it into our stage show and just hopefully bringing your beloved characters to life in a, a little more vibrant. As actors, what are some of the challenges in taking on beloved animated characters and bringing them to life on stage? Uh, yeah, you know, I have to admit that I, because I love the film so much and because I was definitely a Disney kid who loved Hercules, I went back to the film and watched it and looked at what are the qualities in him that made me fall in love with him. And one of those big qualities is, you know, his open heart and his clumsiness and his ability to just get himself in situations that are just not the best when you match, when you match clumsiness with incredible strength. That's an awful recipe, you know? So to show that on stage, you need to see physical comedy. You need to see him getting himself in these situations that, you know, he's falling or he's throwing something or he just, he's doing a little bit too much. <laughs> he's doing a little bit too much. And that is so important to see on stage. And also, you know, when you say the word Hercules, everyone under the sun has an idea and an image in their head. And usually that image is some sort of physical look, right? An aesthetic, a, a muscle here, here and there, you know? So I try to really, you know, work on my, my physical self to be not only strong uh, for the look, but also to do the show, right? Mm -hmm. You want to be able to have the strength and the endurance and the stamina to do the show because it is very physical, not just for me, but for everyone on stage. And that's what is so special about this show and this cast, because, you know, I'm out there, a big majority of the show, I'm running, I'm jumping, I'm falling, I'm dancing. But then I look all around me and everyone on stage is also doing the same thing and working so hard and still mm -hmm. remaining kind and generous and loving. And, you know, they're lifting me up, but also lifting up each other. So, um, yeah, I definitely looked at the film and, and got to have some fun with Hercules and his physicality. <laughs> I mean, I also, I should say, Bradley is killing it and killing himself. He is almost in almost every scene, every number. And he leads our company with such grace and dignity. And it's truly a Herculean effort. And it's <laughs> paying off very well, I must say. Oh, um, thank you. So like, yes, well, he is doing all the most. I do the least in this show. <laughs> I feel like I, and I think it's a testament to those characters too. Like, right, he is a hero. Hercules is the hero. He has to be lifting. He has to be doing things. And Meg is a con artist. So she's scheming behind the scenes for a lot of it. and. Um, I am, what I kind of took from the film, I, I mean, I, I grew up loving Susan Egan's rendition of, you know, Won't Say I'm in Love, mm. and I pay homage to her in that way with that song, and I loved her breast and her strength and her sensibility, and honestly, she's just so intelligent and has such a, an, a, a quick intuition and a quick read on people. Um, so I tried to imbue my Meg with all of that uh, so that she's so recognizable. And then I try to give her a little more vulnerability. Mm -hmm. There's like one moment where you get to see her vulnerability. And I, I hope by the time our story gets to that point, it is burned um, and it's 
it should be a moment that touches everyone, hopefully. Mm. Um, but for me, the most important part of, of taking from the film is just what's in the writing, which is she's a strong woman who's been wronged mm. and she's going to not let anybody stand in her way. And from there, I get to create my own version of that. So mm -hmm. it's it's been a, a a real fun puzzle to solve, I would say. <laughs> you know, it's interesting listening to the two of you talk about these characters. You know, on the surface, they seem so different, right? You know, Hercules is very optimistic and outgoing. You have Meg, who's sort of a pessimist because of where she's been. But, you know, like you guys were just saying, Hercules is this big, strong hero, but he's very, very vulnerable. And you mm -hmm. have Meg, who is extremely vulnerable and that's why she presents the way she is and you know that's something I never realized until right now just yeah. listening to you guys and that's that's I think what makes them so lovable because we all have that mm -hmm. yeah and I think what's also great about that too is that we're flipping the gender stereotypes gender stereotypes mm -hmm. on yes. the head right you have Hercules yes. he's the ingenue of the show yeah and he's the one who, whose part we, we, we root for. And Meg is, is just kind of a straight man, a straight man, for a lack of a better word, that you have to like break through to. And so it's, it's the, the relationship dynamics are so different in this, but they work together because, like you said, they share this common just need for love. And, and, mm. and everybody, everybody on the planet wants to be seen and wants to be heard. Mm. And, some of us just hide that better than others. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about the score already. We know that we have, you know, we won't Sam in love, go the distance. We're going to be seeing some of those big classic numbers that people expect from the movie. But I was also reading on your website, there's going to be some new music coming from Alan Menken and David Zippel as well. Is there anything you can tell us about that? Or is it still a secret? Um, what I will say is that it, it is, it holds up perfectly against the songs that you already love. Oh, there is not, mm. you know, you're not going to be saying, you're never going to find yourself saying, mm, that doesn't feel like it belongs here, or that's not as good of a song as Zero to Hero. You're going to leave singing those tunes just as quickly <laughs> as you're going to leave singing Zero to Hero, Gospel Truth, Go the Distance, Once I'm in Love. Those two men are extraordinary. Mm -hmm. and David Zippel, they are brilliant. Mm -hmm. I have told Alan so many times over the years that, you know, he had a huge hand in raising me, just as my mother and my grandmother and aunties and mm -hmm. relatives, right? You know, those songs are a part of my life. So to, to get an opportunity to sing new songs that are added to the score is like the craziest gift of all gifts. Right. To also to be, you know, trusted with the, 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 the opportunity to sing them and to bring them to life that the pressure is on. But at the same time, you know, it the flow is so there and it's so natural and it feels so right. And they're working so hard on them to make them just perfect. You know, so the songs are not going to to feel like they're outside of the amazing score that you love. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Yeah, what a treat. Yeah, he said that perfectly. I have nothing to add. <laughs> so we know that you are in rehearsals right now. You're opening very soon on February 16th. Is there anything that you are very excited to put in front of an audience, whether it's a number or a song or a scene? What are you like most anticipating getting an audience reaction to? Mm. Um, 
There's so many things. One thing is just this cast. Oh my God. The talent from every single human being on the stage, the vocals, my Absolutely God. Absolutely insane. The dancers. It's the best sounding cast I've ever been in. Nuts. The sound is crazy. It's going to like, you know, it's going to vibrate off the walls. <laughs> and, you know, when you hear those songs that you do know and love coming out of those voices, it's, I'm, I don't know how people are going to sit in their, in their seats. That's one. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I understand. I honestly think the first time the muses say we are the muses, I think there's going to be an ovation. I think the show's going to yes. stop and I think we're not going to be able to move forward. I, I just feel like it's going to be a rock concert. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Absolutely. For sure. mm-hmm. And on, another thing I think it's really, you know, I can't wait for people to see is that past is full of every color, every culture, right? It's a melting pot mm-hmm. in these, in this story that is so beloved in these characters that are so beloved and it holds up. And because you see these different, you know, not the typical look that you're expecting it adds so much more nuance to the story and to these, to these characters, right. That need to be seen, that need to be loved, that need to be understood in the world. Mm. I I know that watching it from the audience, it immediately is going to make your mind just go down so many other lanes of, of, of thought, you know, and that is so important too, because that's what, that's why we do it. Right. Mm. You know, you don't want to put up a show that is beloved or a revival without some sort of fresh take that allows you to, to, to think, right? And to open your mind and to experience it in a different way. And yeah, that, that's the biggest thing. You're gonna, I, I get so moved by that. I think mm-hmm. that's the, the, one of the true gifts of this experience. It's, it's that we're, we're putting these characters on people that have so much to say and have so much history and have so much um have so much to give and I, I i'm excited to see the reaction to that because i think it's just going to take everything up it ups wow. the end. absolutely yeah yeah that's really well said it's wonderful we have reached actually our last question of the day and it is why should people come and see hercules at paper mill playhouse <sighs> why not honestly <laughs> I think, listen, it's for, it's going to be for the people who love the film and know it well. It's going to be for all, for all those who are experiencing it for the first time. And like Bradley said, you are going to get so much bang for your buck. And yes, while it is an incredible Disney spectacular, what I think is going to surprise and touch audiences in the heart of it. And there are so many beautiful, quiet moments that are so rich and full and relatable. And even though this is a story about Olympians and gods and mythology, it's actually mostly a story about humans and what it means to be human and like how we can come together to be better. And I, I think that it'll make people just feel a lot warmer and kinder afterwards. I love that, Izzy. Yeah, I keep telling people to get your tickets because if you don't, you're going to be so mad at yourself that you missed mm-hmm. it. You know, you're going to be so mad that you missed this show because it's great music. It's amazing. Uh, choreography it's an incredible book that is so human like izzy said it is such a human story and i think on top of that too we have everything that disney does best that set i when we first saw it the other day we all were 
speechless. We were clapping. We were screaming. We could not believe that that was our set. So the set alone, you could just sit there and watch it at, at work and you would be blown away. Top it off with the amazing. It's a museum piece. <laughs> right? Come on now. So yeah, go because you're going to be mad if you don't see it. Mm -hmm. love that yeah. we're up here in Canada so the FOMO is real so yes. everybody listening yes. you need to go and be there for those of us who can't be there yes. yeah as of now this is our this is the only time you're going to be able to see it uh so please come down to Paper Mail Playhouse between now and February 16th to March 19th Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you both for being with us today. And oh my gosh, this interview went straight to my Disney kid heart. I am yes. <laughs> feeling all the feels right now. I'm just so, so happy we were able to connect with you both. Thank you. We can't wait to, we can't wait to hear more. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Very excited. Yes. So fun. Thank you. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you both. Take care. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Bye.